0: Hello and a very warm welcome back to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Coming up this time, HMRC is continuing its check on coronavirus job retention scheme claims to weed out the fraudulent ones. It's published guidance on correcting errors and paying back some or all of the grant. What's the full story and should you be worried if HMRC comes knocking on your door? Plus, it's the time of the year when HMRC sends out its P800 tax calculations. Are you likely to receive one? And if you do, What steps should you take in response? Keep listening and all will be revealed.
1: You're listening to Tips and Advice for Business, the weekly podcast that trawls through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized advice and realistic solutions to everyday challenges. And all this in just a few short minutes, because we know that your time is precious. The Tips and Advice for Business podcast is freely available on all the usual platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon and Deezer and is brought to you by those ever so nice people at Indicator FL Memo. For supporting information, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Your host today is Duncan Callow, solicitor and publisher.
0: Of course, you'll remember the furlough scheme otherwise known as the Coronavirus Job Retention Scheme because it propped up countless businesses and gave them a lifeline through the darkest days of the pandemic. But of course it cost the government an enormous amount of money and there was allegedly a considerable amount of fraud involved. So HMRC is now continuing its check on Coronavirus Job Retention Scheme claims and it's trying to recoup some of those overpaid or fraudulent claims. It's published further guidance about correcting errors What's the full story? And should you be worried if you get a knocking on the door from HMRC? Well, in August, HMRC provided new guidance regarding the correction of CJRS claims in the form of a QA. and a It looks at common situations where employers might not be sure if they need to repay all or part of the grant that they received. And let's be honest, you know... At the time, many businesses were just struggling to stay afloat. There was an awful lot of uh, admin to worry about, et cetera, et cetera. So it's understandable why uh, errors may have crept in. Mm. Now, in addition to answering several questions about the acceptable methods for working out CJRS entitlement, HMRC has given the following helpful guidance about repaying overclaims. Firstly, whether an overclaimed grant resulted from an error, or for another reason, you must follow the same procedure for reporting the excess. Mm. Secondly, and this is good news, if you acted on advice from HMRC which resulted in an excessive grant payment and can provide evidence of this, you don't need to correct your claim. Mm. Quite right too, their error, why should you have to cough up? Thirdly, HMRC won't usually ask for evidence that you furloughed employees because your business was adversely affected by coronavirus unless there's a wider investigation into your claim which in most situations there won't be. Fourthly, while you should have had a furlough agreement in place before the first day of a claim period, HMRC is taking a pragmatic approach and accepts that written confirmation of the agreement could be made up to three months after the end of each version of the scheme. And finally, HMRC won't actively look for cases of innocent innocent error or investigate every potential error. However, where amounts are identified during an inquiry, you might have to repay them, even if they resulted from a non-deliberate error. How can you be expected to know how much you claimed, whether you've potentially made an overclaim, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Well, in fact, you can easily access details of your CJRS CJRS grants from HMRC's website. Just go to Google and put in, uh, enter a search phrase, CJR, CJRS claim. Finally, If you repay any grants that you've received, you'll need to amend the corresponding tax return to reflect it. But of course, this will reduce your tax bill. So in summary, it's almost certain you can continue to sleep soundly at night because the guidance gives uh, helpful information on checking your claims and what to do if you find an error. The good news is that HMRC won't expect you to repay excessive claims if they were based on advice that it gave you and you can show that. For now, we hope you found this helpful. Sticking with the tax theme, it's the time of year when HMRC sends out its uh, so-called P-800 tax calculations for the previous tax year. In what circumstances are you likely to receive one and what steps should you take if you do? Well, firstly, what is a P-800? Well, it's actually an informal tax calculation issued by HMRC to individuals who are outside the self-assessment system. It will only send if you have employment or pension income and it believes you have under or overpaid income tax. Alternatively, it could issue what's called a simple assessment, otherwise known as a form PA302, but these aren't so common and are governed by different rules. What about timing? Well, HMRC usually s- issues its P800s between the start of September and the end of November following the end of the tax year to which it relates. What should you do if you get one? Well, <laughs> treat it w- with suspicion to start with. As with all tax statements from HMRC, check the figures very carefully. Whilst HMRC isn't out to fiddle money from you, it can and very often does make mistakes. What's more, P800s frequently include estimates or omit figures. And even though HMRC obtains details of your earnings, pension, and interest, and any tax paid on them direct from your employer, pension company, and bank, etc., they're not always accurate. And mistakes are made. The tip here, pay special attention to the figures for other income shown on the P-800. For example, dividend and property rental income. Unless you've reported the actual figures to HMRC, those appearing on the P-800 will invariably estimated and must be changed. If you find a mistake, notify HMRC as soon as possible, in fact, there's no time limit, to prevent it sending a demand or adjusting your tax code to collect the tax. Now, it's not just the income and tax paid details on a P-800 that you should check. You may actually be entitled to tax deductions, for example, for travel, subscription to professional bodies, high rate pension contribution relief, etc. HMRC obviously has no knowledge of these when it prepares the P-800 calculation unless you provided it with the details. Now the P800 will include details of how you can contact HMRC about the calculation if you believe it's wrong. So don't hesitate to make that call or send the email. Whilst it's tempting to ignore mistakes on a P800 if they favour you, it pays to tell HMRC about them because if you don't, it could result in you being charged a penalty and interest if the error comes to light later. What about overpayment? Well, if the P800 shows that HMRC actually owes you money, it will send you a payable order within two to three weeks. If you haven't checked the figures by the time it arrives, we suggest you don't bank the payable order until you have and you're satisfied that the P800 is all correct. It's obviously much easier to return the order to HMRC than to repay the money and a lot less painful. So in conclusion, If you have employment or pension income and aren't required to complete a self-assessment tax return, you may receive a P800 over the coming weeks. Check that all the figures against your records and notify HMRC of any errors. Pay special attention to dividend and rental income, plus outgoings for pension contributions and job expenses, as these are likely to be estimated. Well, can you believe it? We've reached the end of another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back again very soon with even more incisive advice that you can apply to your business and personal life with ease. But for now, thank you for sharing your time with us and goodbye.
1: You've been listening to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Every week, we trawl through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized tips, advice and solutions. For more information about our products and services, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk